Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It's radio that's good for you. Digestive issues can be embarrassing to talk about. Well, not in my house, because we love our poop talk and we love our digestive talk. But for some people, it's not quite the most, you know, comfortable conversation to have. But did you know that the most common gastrointestinal disorder is irritable bowel syndrome and it affects about 35 million Americans? And my guest, of course, today, Dr. Stephen Wangen, the medical director and co-founder of the IBS Treatment Center. So, Dr. Wangen, welcome to the show. You know, you and I do a lot of shows about different supplements. We've talked about various conditions, but this one is straight IBS. So what first, who's at risk for this particular digestive disorder that's so common now? Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's a huge percentage of the population. And so everybody probably knows somebody who has it, even if they haven't told you or, you know, or talked about it because people generally don't talk about it. And they just sort of disappear to the bathroom or just uh, hide the fact that they're in pain or what what have you, or they're bloated and they talk about it and they don't know why. And and so the really almost anybody's at risk because we all we all have the potential to have IBS. And I had IBS, which is what got me really interested in the topic originally. And and uh, and it seemed like I was all alone and that nobody else had it. But the more research I did, the more I looked into it, the more I realized, wow, I'm not the only person standing around here that has IBS. It's it's super common. So so it's it's certainly something that is going to affect a lot of listeners if it hasn't already uh, at some point or another in their life. There's a pretty good chance that even up to 20% chance that any one person will have IBS. Is it true that stress contributes to it? Let's talk about some of the things that cause it. Yeah, you know, stress is the first thing that people usually think of when they think of their digestive tract hurting. You know, they think there's a, you know, a lot of tension in there, a lot of pressure. And, and, and stress certainly is not going to help it. It's, but I don't think of stress, it's not common for stress to be the fundamental cause of the problem, so of your IBS or of your digestive problem. But it is super common for stress to make it worse or to stress to make it really come out. I mean, if you're feeling really just whatever, you're tense about something, you're anxious about something, you 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 are worried, then that digestive area that's already maybe a little weak and not really normally bothering you is going to feel worse. And then, of course, you're going to think, oh, man, maybe it's the stress that caused this. And really, the only time I see stress as the fundamental trigger is when I'm dealing with people who are really tense, really wound up. We're talking like, you know, hedge fund managers and brokers and these people who are just like, oh, my God, my whole life's going to fall apart because I'm dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're often so wound up that they it is the stress i mean it's literally just and there are other people like you don't have to be managing millions of dollars to to be that stressed but that's the only that's really the few times i see that most of the time it's something else that's going on and the stress is exacerbating the problem the stress is making everything seem that much worse and then you go to the doctor and they say well it's just stress and and you go oh it must be stress and you think okay um, I just need to deal with that. And then you do. You do yoga and stuff, you know, like we, you were just talking about. And those things are fantastic. But a lot of times people find, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good and I'm taking care of myself and I'm really not that stressed or I'm on vacation. And I still have these problems. And 
And that's when there's a signal to you that, wait a minute, it's not just the stress. And you got to trust that instinct because it really, it really is something else. And it's not just about stress. It's about some other factor that's causing your digestive tract to feel bad. And, and of course, that's the big giant question is what is it? What exactly is making you feel crummy? And that's where it's a detective process. It's not just a one, hey, this is it. It's not just, oh, you need to stop eating gluten or you need to take more probiotics or whatever other thing we've heard about, uh, you know, that's being advertised or being marketed. It's it's that those things can cause the problem, but there are lots and lots, there are literally hundreds of different triggers for IBS. And that's why we have the IBS Treatment Center, because we have to spend that time figuring out what is that really? Because that's not what most of your doctors are going and to how do. You, but how do you do yeah. that? I mean, because for me, and I had IBS in my 20s, and it and it did subside. I don't have an issue with it anymore. I'm bloated all the time, but I don't have IBS anymore to the point that I had it, where I was in so much pain, doubled over if I ate one piece of broccoli. And I, mm. and I narrowed it down to broccoli and cauliflower. Really, those things, I swear to God, Dr. Wangen, mm-hmm. a piece of broccoli would have me doubled over in the middle of the night, I'd have to take some Levson or something like that. I was in a lot of pain. And, and, but then, it, I don't know, somehow magically went away. And how do you find out? How do you do that detective work? It's not like an allergy test, is it? You can't, like, you know, try 12 different things and see which one works or doesn't work. Well, you're right. It's, and it's not like your classic kind of stuff where they just do, you know, go to the doctor and do some blood work or you do the classic allergy. And most of the time when they're looking for allergies, they're thinking in terms of, well, what causes, you know, peanut allergies and strawberry, things that cause maybe anaphylaxis or hives. They're not thinking about digestive problems. So you're having to look at all these things that you read about, whether it's candida or whether it's bacterial overgrowth or whether it's it's reactions to anything. It can be dairy, it can be gluten, it can be soy, it can be all these things. And we have we have to just methodically go through with patients and start to rule out pieces, right? We have to start to rule out and say, wait a minute, nope, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. Oh, it's this, but you know what? You're still only a little bit better, even, and and there must be more to the puzzle. And there, and often it is a puzzle. And so it's a, it's just a laborious process where you're literally going through. And you're using the tools that are available, but there aren't always a lot of tools. Like you said, there are a lot of things you just can't test for, but you have to be aware of. So as IBS specialists, we just have to be aware of these things and say, wait a minute, we know that this is real, but it might not be real in this patient that I'm talking to right now. And they might have read about it and said, you know what, I think it must be candida. And then they they do all the things that that you would do to maybe treat candida, but they say, you know, that's not helping. They say, well, okay, candida is real, but it's not the issue for you. And we have to keep working on, well, what else could it be? And and it's it's not usually about, you know, people have typically, they'll buy supplements. They want to solve the problem, so they go to the store and they say, well, what if I buy enzymes or what if I buy aloe or what if I buy uh, what else, what's out there that i forgetting there's a million fibers and all probiotics kinds of things. and things. yeah probiotics right and different fiber products and all these things and those things all also have potential value if that's what you need but the problem is that that's not necessarily what you need and so you take and say oh, i don't know is it helping and i and i'll ask patients all the time they'll bring in a bag of stuff i'll say well is this helping they go oh, i don't know i go well, why are you taking it well because i thought i should because it's supposed to be good for me well if it's not helping then we can rule that out. <laughs> stop yeah. taking it. Yeah. You know, stop taking this. Stop taking that. 
and then we we refine it, and we, it's just going through you know endless lists like that and figuring out okay, this is what we've got, and and it it's just a process that like your gastroenterologist doesn't do. They do other things, or your regular doctors just not a specialist in that area, so that's just not what they do. You need somebody who's focused on that can help you help guide you through that process. So that is, uh, we only have 30 seconds left, Dr. Wangen, and you and I can talk about this for a long time, and, and we'll do another segment where we talk more about specific treatments and things people can do, but where can they find out more about you? Well, our website is ibstreatmentcenter.com, so it's pretty easy to remember, ibstreatmentcenter.com, and it's all about what is IBS, what are other conditions related to IBS? What do we do to help people with IBS? How do we help people so they can live their lives, so they can go out and do things? You know, go outdoors. You and I were just talking about backpacking before we got on the air. And, you know, if you have IBS, you're not very excited about going out and doing these things. Certainly outdoors. not excited we, yeah. about doing the outdoors and having to use a bathroom outdoors because that right. is not <laughs> as much fun for people with IBS. <laughs> I don't know that it's fun for anybody. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. Stay well.